up to this point, you may have run your small business all on your own. Or maybe you brought in a few consultants or freelancers once in a while. But now, you're ready to hire your first employee. Before you can even begin your search, you need a game plan. Welcome to HRpreneur, a small business podcast by ADP. I'm Jim Duffy, and I'm VP in our Small Business Services Division. You work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business stand out. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insights you need to tackle everyday workplace issues. Today, we're going to talk about how to onboard and keep great people. I'm here with Tara Wolkenauer. Tara is the Division Vice President of Human Resources at ADP. Thanks for joining us in studio, Tara. Oh, yes. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So for many employers, it can be tempting to skip over the due diligence process and hire the first person that seems qualified just to fill a void in the company. But in a recent U.S. Chamber of Commerce article, you discuss the importance of not rushing the hiring process. Can you tell us why it's so important for employers to take their time? Well, cutting corners in the hiring process could lead to more problems down the road. It could actually end up costing you more to find a replacement if it doesn't work out, or you may be in for more headaches than it's worth if that person doesn't have the skill set you need or if they lack the passion you have for your business or industry. You need to be careful. So what should employers be looking for when they're hiring? You know, you want to strive for a mix of experience, skill, and absolutely cultural fit. Diversity of selection is key as well. Take the time to find that person who can help your business grow because they have the necessary skills and their values align with yours. That seems like it can be a tall order. What strategies should employers use to make that happen? Focus on diversity in your selection and cast that net wide. Don't just pick someone you know or someone someone else knows. Pick someone who truly believes in your company's values. There are so many tools out there to help you find the right fit, including employee referrals, your company's website, social media in general, and the job boards. So get out there and look. Take your time. It's that important. So you mentioned cultural fit. Do you find that candidates value a company's culture and mission above things like pay and benefits? Well, a great culture and mission do matter to job candidates, but competitive pay and benefits also play into their decision to work for a particular company. The complicating factor is that small businesses sometimes just don't always have a lot of cash flow and may not be able to offer the highest salaries out there. So that's really important. How can small businesses get ahead of the compensation concern? Yeah. You know, I encourage everyone to look at what the market is dictating and try to be as competitive as possible when pricing their jobs. They should also think about what benefits they can realistically offer and whether there are other perks that might help them attract talent. Remember, candidates look at the full picture when deciding where to work. It's not just about the money. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Are there certain benefits that candidates have come to expect? Yeah, most candidates have come to expect things like health insurance, but there are also some relatively low-cost benefits that are also highly valued by employees right now. Things like flexible hours, unlimited vacation time, coaching and development opportunities, and work-from-home options. All right, so circling back, workplace culture is important for both employers and employees, but how can companies successfully communicate what it's like to work for them? It's a great question, Jim. This is what we refer to as employer branding. It's how you describe your workplace to the outside world. 
To attract and retain the right talent, it's important that your workplace culture and employer brand are in sync. Factor in your values and think about what sets your workplace apart. Then, be sure to broadcast why it's so great for you to work there. Your culture and brand are unique to you, so make sure it's consistent with those values. Got it, Tara. So, any advice on how employers can effectively and convincingly communicate their brand? Yes. Uh, you know, you need to take advantage of the multiple platforms to get your message out and be approachable. Use social media, video, your company's website, or job ads to broadcast your personality. If you can effectively communicate who you are, your company values, and why you're an employer of choice, you'll have a greater chance of attracting candidates who share your values and culture. Got it. So once you're prepared to communicate all the reasons your company is a great place to work, what's next? Well, when a small business owner is ready to make their first hire, they likely have a need, uh, perhaps because they're stretched too thin or need someone with a specific skill set to tackle certain tasks. So for each role you plan to fill, you're going to want to assess exactly whether you need someone on a full-time or part-time or temporary basis. Um, This will certainly help you as you look at what the right recruitment strategy is for your organization. For example, if you only need someone temporarily, you could contract with a staffing agency to fill the need. And if you plan to use additional temps in the future, developing that relationship with a firm that you trust can actually help you fill short-term roles relatively quickly. They get to know you, you get to know them, and the relationship is formed. But if you need to make a full-time hire or you're looking for someone with highly specialized skills, you may want to consider developing a relationship with an experienced recruiter. Though there are a number of great do-it-yourself recruiting platforms that many small businesses have success in using as well. Okay, let's get into some of the steps an employer will need to take if they're going to go the DIY route. Sure. So effective advertising is going to be key. You want to be specific enough in your job ad so that the power of self-selection kicks in. Be clear on what you're looking for in order to weed out any candidates who don't meet those minimum requirements. So what are some of the common components of a job ad? A good job ad will include a brief description of your company, maybe even a link to the About Us section of your website, along with the skills and experience and education required for the role. You should also include other relevant details about the job or workplace, uh, like if there's any travel requirements or overtime expectations or the work environment in general. And please don't forget to include an EEO statement. This lets candidates know upfront that you do not discriminate on the basis of any characteristic protected under the law. And also, Jim, when you're ready to post a job, there are a number of platforms out there like ZipRecruiter, which can help increase the likelihood of finding a qualified candidate by casting a wide net. All right. Once you've posted your job ad, ideally you've gotten a few resumes coming in. So to help narrow the candidate pool, you need to do some pre-screening. So can you tell us a little bit about what that pre-screening process is all about? Oh, I'd be happy to. And typically, the first tool for weeding out any unqualified applicant is the resume. Resumes are a quick way to see whether the candidate meets the minimum qualifications for the job. If someone doesn't have the experience or education required, you can easily eliminate them. If the candidate passes the resume screening, though, have them complete an application form to verify the information on their resume and obtain additional details about their employment history that they may have left out. Look closely at their work history, their education, and professional certifications and licenses. 
Tara, what about asking them specific job-related questions to further assess their qualifications? Yeah, and that, that's certainly an option and can certainly save you time early on if it helps you determine that someone doesn't have the background or credentials you need for the job. If you do take this approach, though, be sure to use the same questions for all candidates applying for the same role. This demonstrates that your process is fair and unbiased. All right. So what advice do you have for actually conducting interviews? I'm glad you asked. Conducting interviews can be difficult, and you'll want to make sure the candidate has a positive experience and that you uncover the information you need to make a good hiring decision. So set aside adequate time prior to the interview to review their application materials in full and prepare a list of relevant interview questions. During the interview, be as specific as possible about the role and your expectations, pointing out the good and the bad. By being upfront, you can increase your chances of hiring the right fit, since candidates will have a clearer picture of what they are getting into before they actually accept the role. Explain or even show them what a typical day is like on the job. It's very helpful. I imagine it would be. I also imagine it would be very easy for the interviewer to want to do most of the talking, especially if they're trying to explain the role of the company, the culture, the fit, and all that. So what tips do you have to help interviewers get the information they need in order to make a good hiring decision? Yeah, I mean, and that's absolutely right. It can be very tempting to talk all about the company and the role, but you really want to let the candidate do most of the talking. In my experience, I was told if you're talking more than 50% of the time as an interviewer, you're talking too much. So ask those targeted questions and give them time to answer as thoroughly as possible. And don't be afraid of a little silence. Sometimes silence is really good. You can take a look at those nonverbal cues a candidate may be giving you. If any of their responses are unclear or lack detail, then certainly ask follow-up questions. Great. So Tara, you know, once an employer has found the right fit, how can they help set their new employee up for success? The most important aspect of onboarding a new employee, especially if it's your first hire, is making sure they understand your business's purpose and how their role fits into your overall objectives. Talk to them about what you're trying to accomplish and explain the importance of their role. The impact it will have on the success of the business is going to really help them find their way. That's great, Tara. Setting clear expectations and explaining how an employee fits into the overall business is a simple but often overlooked step. What about some of the nitty-gritty of the company's policies and procedures? Yeah, this is really how you ensure success of a new hire. You know, you'll certainly want to get your new hire acquainted with their day-to-day schedule, the who, what, when, why, and how of their job. This includes not only their tasks, but all the fun administrative stuff too, like their work schedule, how they're expected to keep track of their hours, and how to request time off. You know, I have to say, the more you can tell a new hire and they don't have to figure it out themselves, the better they're going to be from the starting gate. So if I can switch gears a little bit here, I know we're talking a lot about an employer's first hire, but surely any hire will interact with other people throughout the course of their job. It could be with other employees. It could be with vendors. It could be with customers. So Tara, what advice do you have for employers to get their new hires acquainted with the people they're going to be working with? Absolutely. Happy to help. Um, It's always important to set aside an appropriate amount of time to devote to your new employee. 
You know, if you have other owners, managers, or even contractors working with your company, I recommend introducing your new hire to them so they can network with and learn from those people too. Introduce them to other people they may be working with and explain everyone's role in the company. These introductions can go a long way in helping employees feel welcome. People just naturally want to be included, so include them in every way that you can. That's great, Tara. Do you have any other additional advice for our listeners? Noelle, in a small business, especially one that's just starting to grow, the hiring and onboarding experiences can be considered different from one hire to the next. Make sure to stop and evaluate and adjust your approach each time you bring on a new employee. Put your hiring and onboarding processes down on paper to ensure you're documenting everything and, of course, learning as you go. But most importantly, check in with your new hire frequently to ask how things are going, what you can be doing better, and other general feedback questions. Retention is key. Tara, this has been great. Thank you so much for all of the advice you shared with us today. I want to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to find out more, you can simply talk to your local ADP sales rep. We also want to thank you for listening to HRpreneur. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review. And for all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us.